Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Hey, man, time is flying by. It's January the 26th, 2014. I cannot believe how fast this year is passing. I mean, it's like we were waiting on 2014. Now we're into the first quarter of 2014, and month one is five days from being over. I hope you guys have had an awesome weekend. Uh, The reason... Just jumping into the show, why don't I, right? Um, the reason why I wanted to do the this series of shows is that every year around this time, a lot of very opposite things take place. And what I mean by opposite things is there are lots of people that are on their way to the local jewelry store this week. Uh, they're trying to make sure that they find the perfect stone at the right price for that special someone, then there's the exact opposite. The opposite is people are going through the worst season of their lives. And I don't know about you, but for many of us, uh, all of us, you are either doing one of three things. You're either heading right into a storm in the midst of one or coming out of one. As it relates to relationships, you're either looking for love, you found it and don't know what to do with it, or the relationship that you have grown accustomed to, the relationship that you've invested a great deal of your time and effort in is either falling apart or you are really, really struggling, and hoping to fix it. Well, tonight, this part of this program is going to be dedicated to those of you that deserve to be happy, that deserve to be loved, that are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You've given your all. You've taken just every bit of what was left in you to attempt to make something work that just simply was not working. I want to say this. Before we get started tonight, if you know of someone that is going through a breakup, is in denial, uh, they're in love with somebody that, you know, just, you know, they fell again, if you get my drift, here's some more uh, bruises and, um, you know, this this bipolar relationship one minute, they're in love, the next minute the person is every four-letter word but good. If you know somebody going through that, you definitely want to call them right now and tell them to tune into this program. Uh, The good part of it is if you are missing 
or you uh, or they are busy, unavailable, can't get to the radio right now, get to the phone and tune in to this, that's cool. The program is archived. So without further ado, let's get into this thing. Uh, a few years ago, uh, just a couple of years ago, I wrote a best-selling book called Break Up, Don't Break Down. The reason that I wrote that book is because I, on a weekly basis, get hundreds of letters from people that are just literally at their wits' end and just can't take it anymore. I mean, they're tired. They've been through relationship hell, and they um, they want to see change. They are ready for a transformation in their life, and they're just stuck. They don't know where to find love. They couldn't find love if it was staring them in the face. Well, if that's the case and you are still upset, you still are confused, you don't understand why did this situation that used to make you smile so much that made you so happy at one point in your life, that fulfilled you at one point in your life, that gave you a sense of wholeness, sense of well-being, now is doing the exact opposite. It's fragmenting you. Um, in the middle of a night, you can't sleep. In the middle of a crowded room, you feel all alone. The smile that you're wearing is painted on your face. If anything, it's the exact opposite of how you're feeling inside. You need to listen to this show because I'm here to tell you something. God does not want you to be unhappy. Um, a lot of you, by the time we finish this segment, this is going to be a three-part series. So this first part uh, is just befitting. It's about letting go of baggage and letting go of bitterness and hurt feelings and all of these things that keep you, listen to what I just said, keep you trapped in a situation that you really should not be in. Now, I'm going to read something from my uh, book, Break Up, Don't Break Down, to you, and it's not going to be something boring, but I, I want you to check this out. Chances are that relationship you're ending has been knocking at death's door for quite some time now or should never have begun to start with. The handwriting has been on the wall, but you didn't have the courage to say that it's over. Bad advice from your peers, relatives, and so-called friends is more than likely all or at least part of the reason you haven't had the courage to let go and get it on with your life. Your family and friends may have no clue of the stress and extreme pain you suffer on a daily basis, or they may not even know any different themselves. I'm going to impart something. You know, isn't it funny? (laughs) The next line is exactly what I was going to say. Misery loves company. Many people, Prolonged dissolution because they just don't want to deal with confrontation. And I'm going to add, they don't want to deal with being alone. You know, some folks are so foolish that they figure it's better to stay in a mess that I'm familiar with than the risk what may come and could be worse. But I'm here to tell you that's not the case. <laughs> you know, just like I said in this sentence in my book, it's um, that is the equivalent of being too tired to take a bath because the longer you wait, the more life stinks. And I'm telling you, that is true. Now, stepping out of the book, when you start looking more forward to leaving home than you do coming home, then... Perhaps it's time to start 
really evaluating what's going on in your life. I want to comfort some of you before we go into some details tonight about relationships. First, all relationships come to an end. That's true. All, not some, all. And they are going to come to an end either because one of the parties dies or they're going to come to an end because they have simply served their purpose in your life. You know, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lesson. It is incumbent upon you to have the maturity and awareness to see where, where are you with that? What is going on in your life right now in terms of the, what you are seeing as the season of maybe we have gone as far as we can go? Now, there's some signs that, uh, that you can look at to know that your relationship is, um, is coming to an end. And I'm going to give you a few of those signs in just a second. But the first one I'm going to just get real, real simple is because these signs really are different for men and for women. Uh, when it's, it's really funny. I, when I was writing Break Up, Don't Break Down, uh, women are always the last to know the sign that their relationship is just flew the coop. But the truth of it is men are very aware that a relationship is on the way out. And, ladies, I want you to pay close attention because what I'm going to tell you um, is just some serious stuff for dealing with a man and knowing when he's done. If the dude changes his phone number and doesn't tell you, it's not a mistake. He's done. It's a wrap. You know, it's like... That is that is like the just most obvious of signs that when a man either changes his phone number or moves and doesn't tell you, uh, maybe you might need to ask yourself, what in the hell did I do? And there's some things that you know we'll get into later, uh, probably in, our, in the second se- segment of this show, uh, maybe even on uh, Wednesday when we go deeper in this conversation. But you know, when it's time that you call a number and the guy's number is changed, ladies, he's gone. He is, 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 it's a bake, it's a wrap, okay? Here's another thing women need to pay attention to. When you notice that he's no longer holding your hand, when he doesn't want to touch you, when he doesn't look at you when he's talking to you, that's another sign that, you know, Chemistry is gone. He's out of sync. Because one thing about men, far in advance before we take actions, we men are we're like really simple. We're like puppies or little kids. We tell you, you know, I'm not really feeling this, whatever, you know. And when we start saying that, I'm not saying it's over, but I am saying that is a red flag that you might be on the, if you care about making your situation work out, that's a sign. Another thing is when you see that men openly talk to you about other women, how they look, what they're wearing, um, you know, man, I wish, I wish you acted like that. I'm not saying that that's the handwriting on the wall, 
But I am telling you, again, these are signs that you just should not ignore. Another one, ladies, when you see that a man starts actually speaking up about things he has been silent about, when he starts saying, you know what, damn, when you do that, that irritates me. That's, you know, that's, that's working my last nerves. I don't like it when um, you keep leaving the toilet seat down. I know that sounds contradictory, but that is a huge sign that a man is really getting ready to pull the plug. Another thing, when brothers start taking things that were your landmarks out of their workplace or out of their crib, you know, like let's say there was some pictures that of you and him or something that you gave him, you know, and you walk over there and go, well, wasn't there a picture of us on the mantle or didn't you have our picture up on your desk? Another flag, dude is out. The other thing, when men start hanging out with their dudes, you know, their male friends, and coming in at 3 and 4 in the morning, first of all, ladies, I'm going to tell you like this. If you are dating a guy that is coming in at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, 3 in the morning, and this mess is happening on a routine basis, unless your dude is on the down low of bisexual or he works at the club, you know what I'm saying, or he gets off at 11, you know, he works like third shift or uh, second shift, getting off at 11 or 12, you know, maybe he's a cop, he's a fireman, and the guys get together and eat, whatever, okay. You know, but even then, when you get out of work, don't you want to go home? I mean, don't you want to go take a bath and go to the bathroom? You know, take you do number two, do something. That is another sign that it's really, really gone. The other thing is when a man starts forgetting things like your birthday, um, plans that you made, all of a sudden he's not there. But the biggest sign is when he's told you it's over. It you know, boo, it, it ain't me and you no more. I'm you know I'm I'm done with this. It's a wrap. When a man tells you that, that's when you need to start paying a whole lot of attention to what's going on in your relationship because more than I more than likely. There's something off. Now, fellas, I'm going to talk to you about ladies real quick. When that woman starts telling you she's not happy and she's telling you she's not happy more often than she's telling you she is happy, <laughs> hey, dude, you need, to, you need to check yourself at the gate because one thing about women, women are just like you. Women, they are quick to communicate signs of discontent, but also most women, and especially if you're dealing with an introverted woman, if she starts speaking up about she's not happy, bro, uh, she's about 50% already gone, okay? The next thing is when she stops wanting to sleep with you, you're not getting these text messages you used to get from her. And she no longer gives a hoot about 
uh, you know, why, where, where is our relationship going? When a sister stops talking to you about where the relationship is headed, <laughs> man, look here. That is a problem, red flag. You need to pay attention because it's probably, you know, it's probably out, you know, check, checkmate. The other thing is when people, and this is male and female, start doing them, Meaning, you know, I, I'm I don't feel like being bothered with you right now, so I'm going down here and I'm going to go shoot some pool. Uh, the ladies decide that they they start doing a lot of girls' nights out, whatever. Uh, she's tired of you. She really is at a point where she's establishing new boundaries. And the difference between women and and I'm not going to say that men don't have support systems. We do, but most of the time, men are being supported by fools, right? We go and find these guys that are they don't have a, their wife left them, girlfriend left them, they don't have a life, and now you got an idiot advising you on what you need to do, fellas. Beware of that. But see, women, women tend to have friends, especially if your girl hangs around with some intelligent, mature women, which for, I'm going to give sisters the benefit of the doubt. Most women do associate with some women with some sense, um, and they start saying, well, girl, you know, maybe you could do something else to try. And this is how most women will talk. Well, you know, what? what's his side of it? I mean, when I've watched women uh, do that, especially when I'm doing, like, workshops with women, they tend to advocate for the man and say, yeah, but did you really look at his side? And, you know, but when you start hearing women where they just, nobody is taking your side and your woman starts being indifferent and her girlfriend start giving you attitude, bro, uh, red light, your stuff is, uh, the toast is about to pop out the toaster. Let me just put it like that. The other thing is the body language of your woman. When there is no longer her, you know, when you first started dating her, she grabbed your arm and walked close to you. Now she's walking like, okay, you over there, I'm over here. There is no, no even attempt when you sat together where she used to sit on the same side with you in the booth at the restaurant. Now it's not an issue. Uh, she doesn't even wait for you to pull out her chair. You know, oh, the other thing, uh, I just need to say something. Brothers. Would y'all get some damn manners? I am so sick of seeing women that do not know how to be treated by a gentleman. I am, man, I have daughters, and I have taught my daughters, you stand outside the car until that fool opens your door, and if he doesn't open your door, fine, go get back in your car and leave, because that means you do not need to be out with him anyway. But, you know, please, that's off the sidetrack. But start noticing the woman's body language. It, when she stops touching you and not wanting to hold your hand, call me. That's a sign that things are going south. The other thing, when, and this is for both genders, they start picking fights with you. All of a sudden now, everything is a damn problem. You are always every, everything, you know. Da- you know, damn it, you're breathing. Yeah, well, well, I got to breathe, but you're breathing in front of me. You know what I'm saying? When people start saying ridiculous stuff to you, that's a sign that, you know, the relationship has definitely flown south. You do not want to uh, ignore 
those signs because behavioral stuff. I always say the subconscious, and, and this is the, clin- the clinician in me, the subconscious will always come to the rescue when you get stuck on stupid, right? It will always come to the rescue. So when we see our relationships or find ourselves doing stuff where we're going, okay, why in the hell did I just tell you your mama look like a gorilla? Uh, uh, you know, I just told you you are really stupid. When people start saying things like that to you, they mean it, and especially when a woman starts being mean to you, unless you're just dating a sister that's got a chip on her shoulder, most women refrain from calling you out. But when they start calling you out, fellas, sister homegirl, sick of you, for real. The other thing is this is male and female, too. Um, when you, in your gut, start feeling like "Mm, something's changed. It has. Unless your butt is paranoid or, you know, you done got a hold of some cheap liquor or some bad weed or something, your your feelings are like an internal alarm system. Do not ignore your feelings. Now, for those of you that are just paranoid all the damn time, shouldn't nobody be dating you no way. You need to get some help. But for normal people, uh, when your feelings start saying, you know, this something don't feel right here, I found that 90% of the time it was a saw flying the soup. Now, that other 10%, you know, give or take, you know, that I wouldn't ignore that either because that's typically it's, ha- it's coming your way and you just don't know it. And then here's another one. When you start arguing about stupid, just, you know, you, you are arguing about what what movie to go see, uh, what we're going to do Saturday and it's Monday. You know, stuff like that, that's a sign that that relationship is just going. And, and here's a huge one. When people start being indifferent about hanging with you, with, I'm going to tell you this. This is something that men do more than women, but women definitely are, you know, in strong contention. When people don't want to be bothered that night and they don't go out, they're not hanging with their friends, but they don't want to be bothered with you either, that is your first sign that there's something wrong in the champagne room. I mean, it, you know, if you start noticing that your mate is over there twerking by themselves and you'd be like, let me dance with you, and they'd be like, that's okay. You know, it's something really wrong when people would rather spend time alone than with you. They have had it, okay? They have had it. Another thing, fellas, when your girl starts noticing everything about other men and what they do, you just know then and there that dude, if she's checking out other dudes and saying it to you, but boo, when you ain't around, bro, she, she damn sure is making some moves. I can guarantee you that. If she's noticing men in your presence, in your absence, you know, it's some phone numbers getting exchanged and a lot of other stuff. Now, this is for both sexes. And here's, and the reason I'm giving this is because I'm going to go real deep into 
recognizing that something is dead so you can kind of know that I'm being a fool right about now because many of us just get real hell-bent on trying to make something be there that's not. Here's, here's the first thing. When you are having sex with your mate or on the way out the door mate and you're imagining you're having sex with someone else, or you aren't in it, like for brothers, you cannot get an erection. You know, you're doing everything from trying to uh, get some, to drink a shot of to a Patron or some gin, and or, you know, you've done everything, you still won't get hard. That means you're really not off into that chick. So, ladies, a lot of times where you're getting up there, girl, he couldn't even get hard. Hey, homegirl, it wasn't his libido. It's you. The dude ain't into you. Because I guarantee you, there's a woman that he his soldier is doing a full salute for. So when a man's not getting an erection, it's definitely, he's not into you, okay? Uh, same thing for you fellas. When you are with a woman and she's not wet, she's mechanical, she doesn't even show an interest in sex, or right after you have an orgasm or you come, she's like, okay. You know, and she's cool with that. Big red flag. Big, big, big red flag. Another thing that you know when you or your mate is about to call it a day is when you start telling the other person what they need to do. When you're like, you know what, man, why are you wearing that? Or if she starts telling you, uh, really? Really, you know, when your conversations get where it's more like a dictatorship than, than a two-way conversation, when you get to this place where you're waiting to talk, you know what I mean by that, right? When somebody is saying something and the first thing that comes out your mouth when they finish talking is the word but, you got a problem. And if you care, you might want to check that one. The other thing that's a sign is when this other person develops a relationship with someone of the opposite sex and they are texting them back and forth. They are calling them. They are spending time with them. Don't you believe that BS about we work together? Let me tell you something. They, your mate is going to always work with the opposite sex, right? It's, it's inevitable. There's only two sexes on this planet, at least that I know of. And there's, you know, when you see that, that is your big red flag. When your dude is, oh, that's just Sherry. Yeah, I work with Sherry. That's my friend. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not, I'm going to be the first to say this. I have a lot of female friends. I am a very heterosexual man, so I got some homegirls that I kick it with, ride or die like friendships. But that's not what I'm talking about because those are friends that I could have around the woman I'm involved with. But I'm talking about when it's that friend that all of a sudden if you say something about them, they get defensive and start taking up for them, and they don't want you around them. Or in some cases, they will have you around them. And when you are around them, they are more polite and considerate of them than they are you. Hey, it doesn't mean that you're sleeping together, but what it does mean is that that energy that's being shared, there's this thing called animus, you know, which is masculine energy, and anima, which is feminine energy. 
Uh, all sexes need balance. So if you're a guy, you need uh, some anima. You need someone that is soft and compassionate and gentle. And if you're a woman, you need someone that cheers you up and, you know, that feels good about themselves and makes you feel good about you. You know, if you see that that starts happening, that's a huge warning sign. Here's another thing. When all of a sudden your relationship has gone from the two of you to the committee, like your woman, now you're dating your woman and her family and friends. That's a problem. If you do that, I promise you, promise you, even if you didn't mean for it to happen, first your ass needs to grow up. Because, you know, relationships by committee, you got a bunch of folk that ain't got no business and everybody got an opinion. You feeling me? And they're not always good opinions. When you do that, you're headed for disaster. So keep your damn relatives and friends and or so-called friends out your business because if they're really your friends, they won't get in your business to start with. They'll just be supportive of the decisions you make, male or female. And then the last thing that you know when your relationship has flown the coop is you aren't sorry. You don't apologize for nothing you say or do. Or the other person, when both of you get to a place where it's like, yeah, I told you, Mama, that she she looked like the roach whisperer. I mean, when you see something where somebody just, they don't care, and they hurt people, uh, talk about your relatives or your kids, and they start going, yeah, your, your son ugly anyway. I don't like his little ass. You know, when you start hearing this kind of stuff, it's a wrap. It is a straight-up rap because when people have no remorse or they deliberately say things that they know will hurt you, that is the subconscious or an active, thoughtful conscious saying, you know what, this thing is over. Now, that I've said all of that, I want to go deeper. Deeper is this. Some of you are hanging on to something that has been over. It's been over for weeks and months, and I find this to be more true. Well, you know, I was about to say with women than men, but come to think of it, I, I've got to go back to the middle on this one too. It's I, I don't think it's gender. I think it's self-esteem. Some of you have dependent personality disorder, and what you start doing is you want to keep a relationship going with someone that is they've moved on. They don't call your ass. You know, when they answer the phone, it's by accident. You know, like they got the Bluetooth in and they didn't hear the number in full and they said hello, and you notice there is a quick tone of voice change from excitement to, oh, it's your ass again. Well, well, that's a dead relationship. Let it go. And you have to accept that when love does not live here anymore, it doesn't. You know, let it go. There were some quotes that I was reading, and when I was seeing, I was looking at some of these uh, things, and I want you to um, stop and think about this. People don't stop loving you. I mean, just stop showing that they love you. They, are, they have stopped loving you. That is a very true statement. Take, for example, when someone you know, they just, they're apathetic. You know, your birthday, you went, bought gifts, bought presents, birthday card, your birthday came up, and all they do is kind of look at you and be like, oh, damn, it's your birthday? Okay, happy birthday. 
that's time for you to go. You need to let that go and and leave it and just accept that it's over. Another thing is when you can tell someone that you're going somewhere for the weekend and they don't care. <laughs> they don't even ask you where you're going. They're just glad you're gone. When people stop caring about what you do, that's a sign that they are just really not into you. Let it go. Let it go. You know, there are times that um, we want to make things right, and we keep getting in the same situation with different people. That's another sign that you are barking up the wrong tree. Now, I'm going to give you some things to think about. Here's what you're probably suffering from when you are in the midst of a dysfunctional relationship. Breaking up is kind of like death. Um, and I and I don't mean you being the deceased. I mean you being the surviving person. The first thing is you're shocked. You are in shock and denial. You just, you really don't want to believe this. One minute you're like, you know, I know she didn't just tell me she wants a divorce or he wants a divorce or, you know what, this Negro done moved out the house, you know, he's moved out. I, I mean, there's the U-Haul, I see the truck, I, okay, yeah, here's her sister and her brother, her mom and them and come and packed up boxes. Look, dude, I, I know you may be in shock, I know you may be in denial, but you have to accept this because what happens is shock provides emotional protection from being overwhelmed all at once, and it may last for weeks. So if you are in this stage where you are numbed and in disbelief, that's you're just grieving, but that does not mean that things are going to get better, okay? Number one. Number two. After the shock wears off, it's replaced with suffering. It's replaced with pain. And you start at this point walking back through the situation, and you start hurting, man. It's, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, if you had stopped drinking, now you're drinking again. If you stop smoking cigarettes, you just started smoking cigarettes. You stop cursing, now your ass is cursing. I mean, when you see these things return because it's a coping mechanism and you're snapping at people or you start feeling guilty, you start feeling like, okay, damn, I should have been nicer to her. You know, my, all right, I shouldn't have set his clothes in the driveway and put the lighter fluid on him and lit that damn match. I, okay, I, why did I bust the windows out of his car? I should not have done that. I, um, you know, I should not be hanging up calling his mama a hoe. I mean, whatever it is you did, you, the pain and guilt or whatever they did to you is done. It's a wrap. It's baked. That's part of grieving. Then the other phase is being angry. After you get past the shock and denial and the pain and guilt, you start acting like your butt is bipolar. The person calls. Um, you want to start sending text messages that look like small books. Then you're mad. You want to kill them. You're lashing out every time they call. You're like, you know you ain't. You know the word I'm going to use. I can just see Julia right now. Julia is sitting up going, 
the hell with it. He's I know I, it's no point in me him saying nothing about him cursing Julia. I'm sorry, but I got to use it. This is the only way to say it. You ain't. I ain't gonna say it, Julia. But the the thing is, when you start getting so angry that all of this stuff that you had bottled up, and then you go from anger to wanting to say, well, look, you know what? Why don't we just talk? Let's talk. And your talk within five minutes went from talk to raise voices in an argument, and then you leave and go sit in the driveway and cry in your bar, or you're like, you know what? I'm not buying no more shoes. I get it. I'm not spending no more money. Or you're a dude, and you're like, okay, I'm not going out with my boys no more. Okay, I'm coming home. I promise, babe. I ain't going to sleep with your sister no more. No, that was the episode of Maury. But, that, you know, when you start doing this bipolar anger and bargaining, it's another sign you're just grieving. It's natural, and you let it go. Now, those first three signs of shock, denial, the pain, and the guilt, and the anger and bargaining typically are like when, when the breakup is new. It's, it's, you're going to go through that. Then here comes the real suffering. You start feeling lonely, start feeling depressed, and you start reflecting on what you did. You know, I, I want to peg that real quick. That's the part where most of us blow it. Instead of accepting depression and loneliness and reflecting on what we should learn, we don't. We do what I call the stuck on stupid. We go, we let our friends, girl, you know the best way to get over a man is get you another one. You start listening to somebody like K. Michelle's crazy ass, right? Uh, by the way, y'all, K. Michelle is twisted. Don't take her advice. The girl can sing. I love her music, but she's a damn fool. Do not listen to that because you are missing out on cleaning out the bats in your belfry. You are not getting the dust out your attic. You know, you have to go through self-actualization because if you don't, all you're going to do is bring your old stuff into a new relationship. You know, you, you've, um, I, I know uh, last year there was this chick. Uh, I, I mean, I was just like head over this girl, you know, and, and it never developed into a relationship. But it was when I look at her, she was hurting. She was going through a lot. And what, at one episode I saw it, because we were, we were just talking, and, and sister snapped on me. I mean, she snapped on me, man. And I was like, wait a minute, back up, boo. You know, I, what the hell did I do? And what it was was she had not dealt with her pain from the, her situation. So no matter what I would have done, I could have given her the botanical gardens in New York. I, it wouldn't have been enough flowers. I could have given her the Godiva chocolate factory. It wouldn't have been enough chocolates. wouldn't have been enough shopping. I mean, bottom line, you have baggage. You cannot get into a new relationship because the minute that this other person does anything that looks or reminds you or is a reflection of what you just went through, you are going to seize out on them. So the depression the reflection and the loneliness is really a pain in the ass, but it is a great part of healing.
you know. Now the other thing, the upward turn, you know, that's that fifth stage. That's when you start to adjust to your life without this person that you either just left or that just left you. That's another point in time where you want to slow the roll. You do not start dating at this point. You don't have sex. You know, a lot of you are having problems because what you do is you don't ever take the time to handle a breakup in a mature way. You go and meet somebody new. You've never really been single. You know, it's like the minute someone doesn't do what you want, you go, and especially people that are very attractive or make money, you jump your behind up or you, or you I'm going to give you three things that are real dumb to do in the middle of a breakup. One, don't go in and out to bed with the person you're breaking up with. I had a client of mine a couple of years ago, and I told these people, I said, you know what, you guys do not need to be together. Yeah, and yes, I do tell people that because as long as you're partnered with the wrong person, the right person can never come into your life. So while you're over there sleeping with Pookie again and, you know, you just missed out on Denzel, while you're over there with, you know, uh, Kay Michelle, you just missed out on getting a decent woman. I mean, you, you can't do that. So what happened this couple, uh, they, I told them, I said, you guys need to go ahead and just be a part, you know, because she was acting a damn fool. He was, he was acting apathetic. They get apart. And I said, stay away from each other. No sleeping together. Find yourself. Take the time. And I'm going to give you some techniques about dealing with breaking up going toward the end of the show. But I said, take some time to really get a good night's sleep. That's the first thing. Shut it down. When you go to sleep, there's this beautiful thing that happens, and it's called rejuvenation. You know, you may wake up. You may even dream about this person. That's okay. That's your psyche and your subconscious working out issues you can't work out consciously. But you know, get a good night's sleep. And once you start getting a good night's sleep, start taking care of your health, both mentally and physically and emotionally, meaning just go walk in the park, you know, go hit the gym, start, go get a good meal in you. And I'm not saying eat to get over your pain because you're going to just end up being big as hell. But, you know, just go and eat some good food and, you know, look at the stars. Go sit and look at the ocean. If you're not near the ocean and you're in the desert, you know, go find a nice view of the desert and watch the contrast in the sand and whatever natural features are around you. Uh, buy a pet, you know, get some unconditional love, you know, because cats and dogs are really good for that. So they did, they kind of started on this process, but, you know, there's always got to be a fool in, in this situation. And the woman, was, in this case, could not accept that he actually could just be away from her. So she starts, I love you, I want my family back together, Ain't nothing changed. She never dealt with her issues, ever. Dude was working with his issues, but she had some paper. 
So she bought by paper, for those of you that don't speak Ebonics, that means money. Uh, you know, so she baits him back in by saying, you know, I got this money. Let's get back together. You can have what you want. I can have what I want. So she basically bribed this dude to come back in. He comes back in, and within less than six months, they were worse off than they were the first time because, hey, nothing had changed. And she just didn't want him with nobody else. And men are more notorious for this where they will, okay, boo, you know, and they start showing up with gifts, bringing the kids a cheese pizza and all this stuff, and they just don't want you with nobody else, but they don't fully want you. So now nothing is fixed, and, they, you know, you're back in this situation, so you've got this cycle of dysfunction. And for some of you, you have been doing this holy hell ghetto relationship for years where for the, you know, you've been together four or five years, you break up, you get back together, you break up, you get back together. And if the walls could talk, if your headboard could talk, you done slept with five people, she done slept with five people, and both of y'all lying, talking about you ain't slept with nobody. I mean, it's just a hot ghetto mess, okay? Second thing. You're missing out on some time with you and God to keep it real. If a And I, I tell women this all the time. I tell men the, the other side of it. I tell women, sister, if this brother cannot love God, and I'm not talking about that religious bullshit, so let's, don't think I'm taking you there. What I'm saying is if he cannot stop and get in contact with his creator, if he cannot show commitment and deference to something greater than himself and be accountable and acquiesce to a higher standard, how can this fool love you? I mean, really? Do you really think he could love you? Because if you do, we really need to talk. And, and brothers, if you see a woman that cannot fear the consequences of being out of relationship with God. I'm not, because I hear these chicks, I'm saving mine. I'm not going to sleep with nobody till my husband. Look, let me tell you something. Your ass is crazy. I, I'm not knocking celibacy, okay? And I'm not advocating premarital sex. What I'm advocating is keeping it real. And what I am knocking is you going through all the right motions for all the wrong reasons, Okay. Because to be truthful, my belief, and it's just me, is that sex is meant to be had between people that really care about each other for the right reasons. Now, some of you disagree with me. Don't write me no damn letters because I'm just going to say something really off the chart to you. But, but being honest, it is my belief that two adults that have common sense and are serious about something significant and special in their lives, can do whatever the hell they want. But I think when, and, and then I'm, I'm going to go even and get more liberal, and I think that if people have told you the truth that, you know what, I'm going to be single, I'm going to date other people, I'm going to wrap it up, whatever, I mean, let's face it, people are human. So sometimes... We get so used to wearing this mask and living this lie that we say what sounds good. And this is really true of women. Women will say, I haven't had sex. Well, sister, hang on a minute. All sex counts. 
So, you know, like Eddie Murphy's song, Put Your Mouth On Me. You've been putting your mouth on people. That's sex. You know, they've been putting their mouth on you. That's sex. As a matter of fact, some of you aren't having sex with a person, but you are going through some batteries, right, i.e. Mr. Rabbit and Mr. Bullet. You are having sex, and you're by the time you get in the bed with a human being that isn't vibrating, twirling, and swirling all at the same time, you're not going to be able to get off because you've been having sex with an inanimate object that no man could compare to. You know what I'm saying? Because that thing is never going to get flaccid, but it also can't hold you until you it loves you either. You know, we have to stop and shut that down. We have to become intimate with self, with our creator, with, with, the, with life. Because if you can't walk past and look at the trees and see the beauty in them, how are you going to see the beauty in a person? If you can't see the beauty and interacting with your own self, and I'm not talking about so nasty, but masturbating. I'm talking about feeling the exuberance of working out and sweating. And, you know, one thing I love is when I go to uh, L.A. Fitness, after I get through doing my little couple of miles on the elliptical machine and I lift weights, I go sit in the sauna and the dry sauna, and I just enjoy knowing that my lymphatic system is letting all that stuff go. In other words, I'm one with myself. So if you can't become one with yourself, how can you become one with someone else? I mean, seriously. This other thing is as we go through um, taking this upward turn and reconstructing ourselves, wouldn't it only make sense for you to recreate who you were meant to be and stop being what you and who you have become, doesn't it only make sense that you 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 went into your last relationship, dude, playing like you were balling, you know your ass is broken, got a 300 credit score, right? So this time, why don't you tell the woman that you were a work in progress? Why don't you admit that, you know, your life ain't good. That that yeah, I I had I was uh, going out with a friend of mine, and this girl told me this dude lied and said that he was a tax accountant at a law firm, and it just so happened that uh, she knew someone there, and you know, dude, you're a clerk. Just be you. You don't have to be keeping up these lies or sisters. You know, you're trying to act like you all that. Stop it. Stop it. You know, doggone well, you got an addiction to this. You wearing Spanx, whatever the hell Spanx are. Um, you know, that ain't your hair. Please quit lying. That is not your damn hair. Uh, or you are acting like uh, you really have it together when you really don't. And the reason you and your last man broke up is because you cut his tires and you keep calling this Negro hanging up on the phone. Um, you know, you went and filed false charges on a dude. I mean, I even uh, dated a chick that went and created a fake Facebook page on me. I swear, if you see a Facebook page on me with some uh, this some uh, white sister on it, I was out at a cafe Adobe with a group of ladies that invited me out, and you know, they were talking about my book, and we were talking about relationships, took pictures. Next thing I noticed, sisters and women, just messy, silly stuff. So if you know someone left you alone because your ass is crazy, tell the person now, you know what, 
I'm a little weird when I get attached to people. So, you know, because then maybe this time somebody could pay attention to your needs enough that you don't need to be doing all these desperate acts like texting people at 7.30 on Saturday morning, uh, showing up at their house with some bacon and eggs. You know, I don't want no damn bacon and eggs on Saturday at 7.30. That makes people think you're crazy, not that you're thoughtful. Let's look at the things that we're doing that have put us in the situation where we need to be in recovery. Now, I'm going to just kind of recap some things because there was a lot of information tonight that I just gave you. When we look back, let's spot the signs of a bad relationship. People never apologizing is one. You know, now you're dating him or her and their friends. That's two. (laughs) You know, not a good sign. When you know that your significant other has engaged a new partner of the opposite sex, and when you say something about it, they defend them and attack you. That's a hell of a sign something is wrong. When you start talking at each other as opposed to to each other, that's another sign something's wrong. And even if you are having sex, but the minute that you come, it's over. I mean, nobody wants to cuddle. Nobody wants to talk. you got a problem. Now, Somebody is probably listening to this going, is Dr. D advocating everybody needs to break up? No, I'm not. I am not. Please don't be that stupid. But here's what I am advocating. If you're with somebody and the season is over, go. All you're doing is delaying the right person coming into your life. Now, here's some things you can do to help deal with realizing it's time to go into a solo meal period in your life. By that, I mean you and only you, you, only you and God. First thing, write down why you and this person are apart. Write it down. And for some of you, it's just going to be common sense. You know, he hit me upside my head. Okay, that's a good reason, you know. Uh, she took a stiletto and hit me in my head and some skin missing. That's a good reason. Write that down. Write down, he took my credit card and charged up a bunch of porn and video games. Okay, and he's a 35-year-old man. Write that down. Write down, okay, she did sleep with my brother or my cousin. Write that down. Write down, I saw her on Maury and six dudes were not the father. Write that down. You know what I'm saying? In other words, if you go back down to why you and this person aren't together and you put it on paper, hopefully your common sense will kick in and you will see, okay, the police have been to my crib two or three times because we've had arguments. Uh, She had me locked up. I didn't even hit her. She put a sock uh, you know, I mean, put an orange in a sock, busted her own nose and eye, like in Thin Line and Love and Hate, told the police I did it, filed charges, I got locked up. I mean, write that down. That's, that's it, logic. Just take the emotions out of it and look at the logical reasons why you and this person should not be together. That's, that's one technique. Here's another technique. Start asking yourself 
is all that I have seen, all that God can do. Why are you limiting what God can do in your life? And the way that you do this is write down what season of life am I in. And if you have a problem with that, you call somebody like me. Yes, it's going to cost you some money. But you know what? There's some things in life that you think you can't afford to do. Homie, homegirl, there's some things in life you can, can't afford not to do. And if it's a few hundred bucks for your sanity, spend the money because here's what's up. You need to know what season it is in your life. And if you keep letting seasons pass you by, it's like trying to plant in the winter. You ain't growing nothing because it ain't nothing happening for you. So look at the season in your life. If you know that your children are going to be out the house in six years, do you really want to wait six years to have a good relationship no, you probably don't. So why in the hell are you going to accept dating a fool that you cannot trust your child around? One thing that I look at is I look at how a woman raises her child. And, fellas, I am going to red flag this one, bro. If you want to spot whether that woman is crazy or good, all you got to do is look at her children. If her children are mannerable, if her children are doing well in school, if they uh, are respectful, you might want to say, that's a good chick, for real, though. But if her kid is acting like he just was the spawn of Satan or something, no. Or ladies, here's what you look at with a man. What kind of relationship did dude have with his mother? And if he's 25 and his mama's still fixing his favorite meal all the time, hey, his ass needs to grow up, okay? But if he is a man and he's trying to take care of his mother because his mother is getting elderly and he's checking on her and cutting the yard and probably going and picking up groceries, that's a good man. Or if you see that he's trying to take care of his kids, maybe he's not doing it perfectly, but at least he's trying, you know, that's a good dude. Another thing for uh, women, if you see a man is going to church and serving in the church, you know, he may... You know, he may be a greeter, he may be a usher, and I'm not talking about no that religious bullshit because I, I was talking to my home girl the other day, and she made she had me laughing, talking about that she went to this church in New York, these dudes wearing tuxes and shit. I, I never mind. But but the point, the ushers mean it. But there's a point where if you're dealing with somebody that's going to a church where people are sane, um, you know that that's a good sign for a man. That's showing that he loves God and he's trying to do right. A good sign for women, you know, and, and this is all about the seasons thing I'm talking about, is that if she has a small child and her child is three, four years old and, you know, she is being a patient mom, ladies, look for this in a man, that a man that can be compassionate with your child, especially a small child. If he, when you're getting upset, he says, you know what, can I help out? And he says, come here, little man. Now, you can't be talking back to your mom like that, man. That's just not cool. I'm not saying a brother that's abusing your child, but some of y'all kids need a damn good spanking. I ain't going to lie because I'll whoop your child. I swear to God, I ain't going to abuse him, but I'll whoop your kid. But, but the thing is, is that if you see the man try to step up and help you, or he shows up and brings a pizza over for your kid in this season of your life, so if you see brothers doing the exact opposite of that, this is a season that you need to be by yourself.
If he's always, well, man, your kids, you know what, fool, it's a package deal. The kids come with the woman. It's a season in your life. Kick him to the curb. God is in the right person. It's okay. So be mindful of timing. Another thing is as you go through this, look at who enabled you. This is a hard one for a lot of people because a lot of y'all, you know, you like doing something strange for some change. You like the idea of having somebody that is going to always be bailing your butt out. Grow the hell up. When you find yourself always having to help, I mean, straight up, I'm an entrepreneur. There are months where I could use three or four thousand dollars, five or six thousand dollars, because you know I'm playing a big boy game. So I don't have I don't have bills. I I get the whole name. I got Williams, right? So when you start seeing that a person is constantly needing your money, needing you to do work that they are capable of doing themselves, that's that's a dysfunctional relationship. And especially if your ass is stupid enough for nine months out of the year to keep forking over money to somebody and not having anything to show for it, or them ever saying, you know what, you remember that three grand you gave me, that thousand, you remember the time you paid my rent, hey, here's your money back. So, fellas, if you are constantly giving a woman $1,000, $500, $2,000 every month, you need to kick that sorry heifer to the curb. Ladies, if you got a dude that is always driving your car and you the one putting gas in it and he ain't even buy I mean, I could see it if the dude can't get a car because he's going to school, he just started a new business, his paper's funny, but, you know, you got this guy and this Negro ain't even bought you no tires. He didn't even go get your car service. Maybe he can't afford the car, but he could afford to get the damn car service so he could take it in from the 7,000-mile checkup to 15,000-mile checkup and pay for it, not just take it in, pay for it. It's a season. It's a sign. You need to let him go. It's a season. It's a sign. You need to let her go. The other thing is if someone is telling you, that it's time for you to quit having your damn pity party and time for you to grow up. And they're not listening. Let me give you a hint. If you're the one that's not listening, you need to spend some time alone because all you're doing is just bringing somebody else down while they're trying to bring you up. And if you're the person trying to impart some wisdom into someone else and all you're getting is, you know, backlash and they talking back at you and, you getting all this pushback, leave them alone. You are, you are wasting your time. Now, the last part, because, Judy, we're going to wrap in about three minutes. The last part of this is let it go. Being by yourself is not such a bad thing. Um, every day I come into a beautiful house 3,000 square feet of me and Jesus, and I have great relationships with my children, with the people at my church. Matter of fact, I finally even started communicating with, uh, you know, a, a woman that is really interesting, and we're developing a great friendship. You know, I could never have done that 
had I had somebody obstructing my path. So I'm and I'm going to tell you, you cannot get what God has for you as long as you continue holding on to what you've given yourself. So anyway, uh, Julia, we're out in one minute. Here's what I want to say to you going into this. On Wednesday's program, we're not going to keep beating this, you need to leave somebody alone, horse. I'm going to talk about the things that you need to do to really position yourself to attract real and authentic love to your life. Tonight's show is all about common sense. It's about letting go. It's about recognizing when seasons are over. It's about paying attention and doing an inventory about the current status and season of your life. And when you recognize that that season has met its reason and you've come to the place where that blessing has taught you your lesson, let it go. As long as you continue to hold on to a dysfunctional relationship, you are making four people miserable, you, the person you're with, and the two people that God had intended you to meet. Anyway, this has been Dr. D. Yvonne Young with Conversations with Yours Truly. I look forward to talking to you for some lunchtime love on Wednesday at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time, 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. With that said, have a fantastic week. I love you. Can't nobody love you better than you. Talk to you soon. Have an awesome week. Bye now.